Are you an educator who works with vulnerable children? Are you frustrated with trying to meet the needs of vulnerable children in an inflexible, target-driven system? Would you like to know how you can better help support these vulnerable children in your school or organization? Well, look no further. Welcome to this special podcast series from Braveheart Education. Now, please welcome your host and the author of The Teacher's Introduction to Attachment, Nicola Marshall. Well, hi there and welcome to number 13 in our special series on the teacher's introduction to attachment and today we're going to look a little bit at the subject of trust. The definition of trust in the dictionary is, there's three actually, is um, a reliance on the integrity and strength of another, confident expectation of something and a person to rely on or a thing to rely on. So it's three different definitions, reliance on integrity and strength of another, confident expectation of something, and a personal thing to rely on. Now with the kind of children that we've been talking about in this series and that we talk about in the book, for most of them, all of those definitions, all of those three have not been met by um, the people who really should have met those needs. Um, If you think about it, they haven't had people to rely on. Certainly the integrity and strength of another. They've been very let down very often by people who've not protected them. A confident expectation of something or hope that something will happen. Very often their promises uh, promises are made to them and they're not kept. Um, And a person or a thing to rely on. Well, they haven't had people to rely on. People may not have been there physically, may not have been there emotionally, uh, and may not have met the needs that they had. And we all need our basic needs to be met in order for us to trust people and to feel trustworthy ourselves. You probably have come across Maslow's hierarchy of need. It's something that's um, been around a long time now. Um, and Maslow believed that he had a pyramid of um, needs that we have and you need to experience each level of the pyramid before you can move on to the next. So the bottom layer of the pyramid, our basic needs everybody uh, needs to be met are food, water, shelter, sleep. Those are our kind of basic needs. And when we have those needs met, then we get a sense of safety and security so we can move on to the next part in the pyramid. That gives us a sense of love and belonging. And that in turn helps us to feel self-esteem, feel good about ourselves. And then finally, at the top of the pyramid, we can be creative and find meaning and have purpose and all those things that we're trying to, to get children to do. Now, for children who've experienced trauma in their early years or may still be in a, a difficult home environment, for them, very often, they their thoughts and their fears and their feelings are around the, the bottom two parts of the pyramid. And the basic needs, food, water, shelter, sleep, and safety and security, those are the things that they are concentrating on. Um, so when we then want them to leap up to the top to be creative and, and, you know, independent and all those things, they find it really hard without going through the other areas, without feeling loved and that they belong and having good self-esteem. And trust is the basis of all of that, really, isn't it? Trust is the basis of any relationship, really, is about trust, being able to trust people. Um, I remember when our daughter got a statement of um, special needs from the local authority, the um, Ed Psych who came to 
assess her. After he'd assessed her, he came to see us and he said, basically, learning is not a priority for her. And I thought, that's so true. She doesn't go to school because she wants to learn. She goes because we make her. Uh, and then it's about survival. It's about trying to get through the day in one piece, trying to navigate relationships, trying to not be noticed in her case because she's very avoidant in her attachment. So trying to uh, just kind of um, sail through the day without anybody noticing that, that you know you don't really know what's going on. And that means that she finds it really, really hard to trust other people. She finds it hard to open up to people and to, you know, to allow people to come in because of all the things that have happened in her previous life. So when you've got a child who really struggles to trust, um, and like for, for most of us, we trust people until they prove us wrong. But for some of these children, it's the other way around, really. They, they come from that place of mistrust when they first meet you. Uh, and if you prove that to be the case, then they will carry on not trusting you. So it's very important to, to make sure that you do what you say you're going to do. Um, so you must keep your promises. And sometimes they're not even promises. I know with mine, they will say, you promised we would do this. and say, oh, I never promised. But they hear it as a promise if you say that something is going to happen. So if you say, for example, we have a constant thing in our primary school about uh, pen licenses. You have to, your handwriting has to be to a certain standard before you can get a fountain pen. And my son, who's in just going into year six, he has struggled for, for a number of years uh, to get a pen and he still doesn't have one. And he feels that he's improved and he has improved, but the bar is kind of quite high in terms of for him. So when he when he's told that if he improves, he can get a pen, he improves and doesn't get a pen, then that erodes any kind of trust that he might have already had with the person who said that to him. So what are some of the things that we can do to develop trust um, in these children? One of them is that, just that, keep the promises that, that, um, that you've made. Also, um, something called a key adult role. So this is where you have somebody within the school environment who takes on the responsibility of building a relationship with the child, really. They can become the key attachment figure for the child at school. Uh, and this doesn't have to be somebody who works with them all the time or their teacher or anything. It can be anybody who, to start with, can build that relationship with them, has the time to do that and can kind of has, has the skills to do that. And um, somebody who the child can really make an attachment to. So some of the things that that key adult can do, they can meet and greet the child at the start of the day. If a child is really struggling to come into school, then it's a good way to get them in, to have a, a handover between trusted adults is really good. Another thing that they can do is touch base with the child throughout the day and just make sure everything's okay. Tell them what's going on. Um, so, yep. Yeah that drama company is coming in this afternoon that's going to be really good or you know there is enough food in the canteen everything's going to be okay so get to know them understand what their anxieties might be and try and kind of reassure them and alleviate their anxieties um another thing to just always kind of remember and keep in your mind is that it's not personal the way that they are with people very often is not a personal thing so they may 
there may be uh, somebody that they don't connect with very well and that might be something to do with that they remind them of somebody else in their past it may even be the smell of a perfume or aftershave it's some link to something else and you know that that means that they might not 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 like a person or it might be just what we're asking them to do and um, they really don't want to do it and uh, they can make it really difficult for people when they don't want to do things but just to be able to step back and just think right well this isn't personal this isn't about me this is about their anxieties and I'm I need to try and stay in a place where I can still um, communicate with them and show them pace you know the playfulness accepting curiosity and empathy Okay, so that's it for today. I hope that was helpful in terms of understanding trust and um, I look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Part of a special series introducing the teacher's introduction to attachment. To order your copy of this book, go to www.teachersintro.com.